The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to our guest now, Divya Devesh is Asia FX strategist at Standard Chartered. Joining us on the line from Singapore. Well, when we look at what we heard from the Fed, they basically indicated that they are not going to do what the Australians did and, and pivot in their inflation battle. What does that mean for this relentless US dollar rally? Um, good morning, Juliet. Uh, well, if, if you think about what has really driven the dollar, uh, I mean, obviously a large part of it is what's what's happened with the Fed. There's obviously a geopolitical angle and there's a China growth angle. And fundamentally, you can argue that, you know, none of these three main factors are reversing anytime soon. Um, But we have to sort of consider near term market dynamics. And September was a particularly brutal month for Asian currencies more broadly. In fact, September was the worst month uh, for Asia FX since 2011. So there is a fair amount of long dollar positioning, uh, which is in the markets. Uh, Clearly, we are going into the party congress in China, which usually is a wall dampener event for markets as well. And CNY tends to be quite stable during that period. We are also seeing some central bank interventions, not just official direct interventions, but also via some other macroprudential measures. So there's there's a bunch of factors which are coming together uh, at a point when market is quite long dollars. So I think near term, there is some downside risk for the dollar, but fundamentally, we still like medium term uh, bullish dollar view. I do want to get to, to your calls on specific Asian currencies in a moment, but want to continue to talk about the strength of the dollar. We had that MLive Pulse survey recently here on Bloomberg about whether or not there should be some kind of orchestrated attempt by major world powers to weaken the strength of the dollar, and 45% said yes. Do you think that that is actually likely? Uh, well, it seems quite unlikely to us, uh, especially at this point. Um, I think the US is quite happy with the strength of the dollar. Obviously, they are exporting inflation uh, to the rest of the world. Um, Obviously, there are being uh, sort of parallels being drawn uh, with respect to the Plaza Accord in 1985. Um, But I think there's a few differences, obviously. I mean, inflation back then was at 3%. Today, say closer to 8%. Uh, At the same time, uh, if you look at the strength of the dollar itself, in real terms, dollar is still about 10% below uh, levels where it was during the 1985 peak uh, in March. Um, so we are not quite there yet. But having said that, I think if if this dollar relentless dollar strength continues over the next months and quarters, I 
think that could lead to some serious uh, credit issues uh, for the rest of the world. And I think that can come back to hurt the U.S. economy. Uh, and that might change the U.S. view. But at, at this point, I, I really don't see any reason for a coordinated intervention. Wanting to get more of your thoughts on uh, Asian currencies in particular, you mentioned intervention. We've seen that from Japan, India, China. And uh, Bloomberg Intelligence actually pairing their forecast for PBOC easing this year, given the yuan has taken such a beating from the widening yield disadvantage against the dollar. What kind of, I guess, further moves do you expect from the PBOC to try and shore up its currency? So I think uh, the next few weeks, uh, we are probably going to see more stability uh, from the yuan. Um, obviously, in line with uh, the party congress, uh, I think there will be a very clear step up uh, in terms of response in trying to manage the currency. We have already seen uh, fixings which have significantly deviated uh, from where spot has been. Uh, we have seen uh, introduction of CCA into the fix. Um, I think there might even be some more measures which target uh, capital outflows and sort of tightening the rules around those uh, outflows. Um, but but I think the broader picture here is if you look at CNY on a trade weighted basis, um, I mean, it still remains quite stable. We haven't really seen the kind of panic that we had in 2015. So to that extent, it still remains a dollar story. I don't think the authorities are going to be too concerned about uh, the kind of moves that we are seeing. Um, also, I think the medium term uh, story for China, I think, is still quite intact, um, mm. especially for next year. We're still looking at a growth recovery, which we think will support the yuan next year. All right. What about uh, when it comes to the yen and we had those BOJ intervention risks there? You're saying it's a two way risk for dollar yen. Uh, well, exactly. I think uh, the MOF's intervention um, sort of has drawn a temporary line in the sand for dollar yen around 145, 146. So whenever we approach those kind of levels, markets get quite concerned about those intervention risks. Um, in fact, our sort of regression model on dollar yen, uh, which runs out of um, DXY index, uh, S&P and US treasuries, it says that intervention has basically led to yen strengthening by about 2%. So it's, it has been quite an effective intervention. They only spent about $20 billion. Um, but it does mean that, you know, there's probably more two-way risks uh, for dollar yen. It's, it's not a very clear uh, long dollar trade in our view. Uh, surely the monetary policy divergence theme remains, but the risk of intervention means that markets are quite cautious about chasing that long dollar yen move. You've mentioned you expect a challenging backdrop for ASEAN FX, and that is on the back, of course, of this strong dollar. But why is the Singapore dollar a rare winner here? We've got the MAS tightening. And I guess how much further sort of strength or resilience do you see from the Sing dollar? Well, the way we think about Sing dollars is it's perhaps going to outperform most of the currencies in Asia, but not really against the dollar. So I think the biggest support for the Sing dollar really comes from uh, the monetary policy tightening. Uh, the MAS has already tightened by over 500 basis points uh, via uh, increase in the Sing near uh, both changes to slope and center. We are still looking at further tightening in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, and I think that directly sort of translates into Singh's resilience in, in trade-weighted terms. Uh, against the dollar, obviously, I think, uh, you know, what happens with, with the broad dollar index uh, tends to matter more. Um, so perhaps not against the dollar, but against the other currencies, we still see Singh as being uh, quite strong in the short term. 
Mm. Uh, the medium term risks are a little bit elevated because uh, next year we still expect uh, US and UK uh, to yeah. be in a recession. So that mm. would impact seeing via slowdown in global trade. All right, finally, let's get to the Kiwi and Aussie. A big drop in the Aussie yesterday after the RBA surprise with just a 25 basis point hike. We've got the RBNZ today. Do you think there could be a surprise there too? And what does that mean for the Kiwi? Uh, well, we are still looking at 50 from the RBNZ. Uh, clearly, RBA was a dovish surprise in our view. Uh, but we have uh, remained bearish on Kiwi. In fact, I mean, we still have sort of a relative value trade to be short Kiwi uh, versus long uh, the Korean won. Uh, Kiwi mm. for us is largely an expression of the broader risk sentiment. And we yeah. still think that the bounce that we are seeing in equities is going to be quite short lived. So we're still bearish right. on Kiwi bearish on Kiwi. Divya, thank you. As always, Divya Devesh is with us from Standard Chartered Asia FX strategist joining us on the line from Singapore. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers and innovators leading the way from design and culture to technology, science and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions. July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.